Angie Coombs. The waterfall journey essential for travelers. The how of the what. Morning everybody. Well, um, on the Tuesday in our Tuesday discipleship group, we're going to start doing um, the waterfall journey. Uh, this um, is a ministry that God gave me. Um, I've had a 30-year apprenticeship in this um, as he's uh, refined what goes into here. And it's all about who he is. It's all about God and his intention for us as people and what went wrong and how he's calling us back to live as Jesus lived and be as Jesus was. And then the second part is about freeing us. It's about doing the inner work that we need in order to live in that freedom we've just sung about without condemnation, with joy, with healing uh, for our journeys that have taken place in the um, fallen world. Now, I know from over the years that um, the biggest impact is made when a church does this together. The, the ministry started because um, um, after I became a Christian, um, I got quite cross because I would hear people on the platform doing these wonderful sermons. And I think, I want some of that. I want some of that. But how do you do it? How do you get there? So it's a very practical thing. And I, today I want to talk about the how, really. You know, when, when a new enterprise starts and we here in this church are on the, the brink of something new, we've, we've had promises of God doing a new thing. And as we've stepped into this, uh, this year, we've begun to see that we're like the Israelites on the, on the Jordan going into the promised land. And we're believing for new things from God. And when you go into something new, there are, there are six questions which are really helpful, aren't there? There's, there's the why, and there's the where, there's the who, and the what, and there's the how, and there's the when. Well, when the Israelites crossed the Jordan into the Promised Land, they knew the answers to four of those. They knew why, because God had led them by the pillar of fire and the cloud to that point. So they knew the where as well, and they knew they were about to cross in. God said in three days, so they knew the when of going across. And they knew the who, the who, because they were the nation going to cross. So that left two questions, what and how. And the what was new. There'd been nomads in the desert for 40 years, but now they were about to invade a new land. They had been fed by God on manna in the desert, but now they were being told, you will eat off the land. They didn't know. There was too many practical what's that they didn't know. Also, there's a lot of um, uh, personal what they didn't know. What, how, would, how would the community work together? How would the tribes work together? How would they settle the land? How would it, that happen? 
And, and indeed, um, even before they crossed, two and a half of the tribes decided they wanted to be on the east side of the Jordan, not into the promised land itself. So there are a lot of what's and how's. How is the question which is, um, how do we work together? You know, how would the tribes work together? So as a community, and also we have that question individually, how do I fit in? There are new roles, there are new ways that I'm going to be asked to do. There are new threats and there are new challenges. How am I going to approach those? How am I going to work with others and be with others? Now, in this church, as I said, we, we have this sense that we too have crossed the Jordan, Jordan and we're seeking the what and the how. And last Sunday we gathered here and, um, and we had a time of waiting on God, which was very precious. When God speaks, when we wait on him, we need to take seriously what he's saying to us. We need to give it time and thought and reflection. And there's quite a lot in here about, about, um, about the what's and the how. How we do things, how we act as a community and how we behave with one another um, is often the way that we're judged by the world. If you just look now at what's been happening in politics in this last week or so, Playgate has, has been the sensational headline for back. And, and what was that about? It was that in a time of emergency, when people were restricted in many ways, some people didn't play the game. And, and that has been recognized and it is causing so much hurt and trouble to those who did play the game. Um, very poignant things. One MP who lost his two little um, twin sons was actually burying them on the day of one of the parties. And you see, it's how you behave that, that, that really matters. Um, I've said this before in this thing, but it's a really good example. And BA at the beginning of the um, uh, 1980s was trying to rebrand itself as the best airline in the world. And you may remember the glossy adverts and the things on the television and whatever. They also spent millions with management people going around all the employees to tell them we are the best in the world this is what you've got to do what they failed to do and failed to address is how we're going to do it how we're going to behave as a community and how we're going to behave to one another as as they did brought it into being and and the fact is that um because it was a new thing. So uh, people want to make a, an impact. They want to do things. Managers have got their ideas. But it became selfish and broken up. And we'll do this and we'll do that. And, and the, the way that they did it um, just fractured the whole thing. BA had to go back and redo it because they had to put in the values the value base of how we do it, how we want to treat each other.
how we want to work together, what it will look like. One of the what things that they said very directly in here was, was something that um, a visitor said. And, and um, she'd said, break new ground. Do not reap where the harvest has been reaped before. Okay, so that is very like, isn't it? The Israelites go over and, and the whole concept of, that they've lived by for 40 years has been changed. Well, we, we need to go and reap. We've been quite a lot in here over COVID and, and, and in God's preparation of us. But now we've got to turn and think about reaping, reaping in new places, not where other reapers have been before. What will that look like? We need to be open to what God might be um, saying to it, to us. There was a how. It came from Brenda, and it was uh, uh, Brenda was talking about you can have a discordant band. That made me laugh when I was reflecting on it afterwards because um, you know sometimes my grandsons grab an instrument and um, uh, my son and daughter join in, and so we got guitars and ukuleles and drummy things and harmonicas and whatever and the noise that they make is horrendous happy happy yes horrendous but what brenda was talking about was an orchestra who were working from one piece of music with a conductor and all the different instruments making a beautiful beautiful melody and sound but she added something to that. She said, we need to be open that when new people come, as we believe God will bring new people to us, they must have space to play their instruments. And that, that mustn't grow in us insecurities and jealousies, that we must be willing to prefer one another. Um, at the stage where I don't like a lot of what's on television. Um, I find it too violent, too confrontational, too much. And I discovered on Sky Arts, Andre Rio and his orchestra. Well, I can't tell you the pleasure I get out of this now. First of all, I thought, oh, you know, and it was only on a clip, you know, because I was waiting for Portrait Artist of the Year to come on which I love, okay? And, and I listened for a bit, and I thought, oh, this will be schmaltzy. I was drawn in. Why? Was because of the way that the orchestra interacted with each other, the joy, the fellowship, the trust, the way they interact with the audience. Do you know, the, every time you watch a concert from them, wherever it is in the world, you can see the same joy and involvement in the audience. They get up and dance they, they, because the sheer joy that is flooding out, the love that is between this orchestra floods out. If you ever want to pick me up, just listen. Just watch. I was smashing one where they were in Colombia and the, and the um, lights had gone off and um, the power was down. And there was a little chap in the balcony, eight, eight years old, with his mum, and he brought his tin whistle and he started playing something. Well, the audience erupted. And it was, but, but when the lights came on, they brought him up on the platform. 
they played. He led, they played. Um, they gave him the space to play. Uh, the next day, the lead chap who plays the, the flute um, went off and, and bought, bought a proper flute for this lad. And they had him back the following day. It isn't schmaltzy because it's genuine. It's authentic. You know, the, the Andre does some arch looking things, but actually the love is authentic. And the love, the authentic love, comes through. It's, it's, have a look. Don't take my word for it. Have a look if you can. It's because of the how they're doing it is the key.